0: On this episode of AV Week, the first week where the vast majority of the population is working from home, Teams, Microsoft Teams has a ginormous meltdown. Also, Bradford Ben writes and comments on his piece on being a helper and how Avixa and other organizations are giving all of us education while we all work at home. All that and more. Next on AV Week
1: The Network for the AV Industry are you listening to? This. This is AV. This, this. 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 is, is AV Nation. Nation.
0: This is AV Nation. This is AV Week. Episode 448. Recorded Friday, March 20th, 2020. Listen first. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Kramer. AV Beyond the Box. And by Chief the global leader in commercial AV mounting solutions. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tom Albright. I am your host with us to discuss the news and information we have gathered this week. I guess we'll go furthest away from me uh, geographically. Uh, her name is Jane Hammersley, and she is from Maverick. Welcome, ma'am.
1: Oh, thank you very much. I'm glad to be here.
0: Absolutely. Uh, also with us, uh, two Florida guys. Uh, first on the, on the west side of the state, uh, Joe Cornwall from LeGrand. Welcome, sir. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely, as always. And on the east side of the state, uh, by way of Orlando, um, you're on the east side of the state. I'm middle Well, or, <laughs> he's closer to the east than you are, Joe. You're in Tampa. Uh, Mr. Bradford Ben, who is technically my boss, but also a fine uh, industry uh, icon. How are you, sir?
2: Uh, glad to be here. Nice to see that the American geography still is just as good as always.
0: Well, it, well it's not like we had a, you know, a giant, um, well, Utah had an earthquake. You, you but, have driven but,
2: to Florida from St. Louis. You should know this.
0: I have driven from, but it is, you are, you are on the eastern edge of the state. Joe is on the western edge of the, western. you're on the east side. You are totally on the east side. You are closer to the east side than you are the west side. I'm not going to argue with geography with you. We're just getting started. All right, let's get this off. Um, as a lot of folks are headed to the whole WFH, uh, work from home, um, uh, hashtag. Uh, our friends over at AV Magazine wrote a piece about Microsoft Teams crashing uh, from the article, quote, unquote, um, the, uh, both uh, from a, a Twitter standpoint and social media, as well as from Microsoft themselves. Microsoft crashed on the first day that millions of people logged in from home to prevent the spread of the COVID-19 coronavirus from overwhelming hospital resources. Uh, the platform was experiencing significant connectivity issues uh, as of 9 a.m. GMT and was struggling even six hours after that. Joe, I'm going to start with you on this. Uh, you, you work for a multinational corporation. You guys mm-hmm. have a lot of offices elsewhere. I'm not going to ask you what platform you use, but as you and your cohorts are, are all kind of you know, coming home and, and working from home. How how does Microsoft help support that and, and kind of overcome this, this you know, connectivity issue?
3: Well, you know, clearly Teams is very, very important to what we do at LeGrand. Um I work for the AV division, which consists of Seven different companies, if you will, and then of course we have our DCP and our other divisions. So there's a lot of cross-platform that we still have to do. And Teams is a very powerful solution. But one of the issues I think that took everybody by surprise is um, there there wasn't a lot of thought about what happens when everybody works from home and you have a certain segment that's used to signing in on a VPN instantly we have issues with vpn then of course uh the the crash of microsoft teams 77 percent of that according to uh what i read was uh had to do with server right server related issues so there's a lot of pieces other than just this one operating platform that have to be examined and i think that's probably one of the lessons that came out of this is you have to look end to end even at things that you don't normally have control of
0: Bradford, same kind of question here. Is is you know you were work, you're working from home currently, uh, homebound like a lot of us are. Um, when it comes to things like this, is is there a lot of flexibility when it comes to working from home and collaborating tools? Because you know Bradford works for a multinational as well. Is it something where you're kind of stuck with teams regardless, or is it something where you guys as as your organization you can kind of come out of step outside of that? You know, you know what? Um, I got a Zoom license over here, or hey, I got a Skype, or hey, I have a uh, you know, VideXio or whatever. Let's just kind of meet over here until they figure that that issue out.
2: So we have some rules about that for various things. Uh, our security people are actually very tough and very fair, but we have almost every platform available. Uh, but within my group, we use. A Cisco product that's, you know, without getting into it, because it meets all of our regulatory rules, it meets the security does all of that. And it's also peer to peer, which has its pluses and minuses. But we have a whole lot of rules of how to use it. And that's been one of the big challenges is some people aren't used to hosting a meeting with 120 people in it, like a weekly stand-up meeting where we have the entire team get together for our pep talks or our announcements so there's those little things but in terms of the platforms literally it's pick one and the key to us or that i'm finding no matter what the platform is and tim you and i have had this debate pick one and stick with it <laughs> uh get everyone onto one is the big key and the fact that, that microsoft had a glitch to me, doesn't – I think that glitch would have occurred for any reason, just the fact that it's like the super flush during the Super Bowl. It will find a weakness. That's what Monday was. It found the weakness.
0: Okay, so real quickly, Bradford, and I, I want to bring Jane in on the end of this. Um, stick with one and, and pick and, and stick. Pick one and stick with it. However, one of the things that we've been told as you know, Generation X here, Bradford's also Gen X. Um, as the millennials come up behind us, and, and there's already uh, the Gen Zs behind them, the one thing that we have been that I've as I read and been told, you need to kind of work with them and, and the platforms that they're comfortable with as well. So, isn't there uh, some of that? Huh?
2: This is where I get to be the cranky old man.
0: You can be cranky. I don't care.
2: Uh, the company says this is what we're using. Okay. Uh, And there are legal reasons because we work for multinationals and publicly traded companies. It's about trackability and all that stuff. So using the one is as much a legal issue as a practicality because we have issues of, okay, I sent you the file. Did you send it via email? Did you put it on the server? Did you put it on the confluence page? Did you put it on the wiki page? Did you put it, use the one. And But there are rules, Uh, there are, you talk to any lawyer, any accountant, any of these people that have rules, there are rules about how you have to document communication. And it's one of the things we have to follow. And I understand the allow the people to use what they're used to, that's perfectly fine. But for corporate communications, this is what you should use. And it's also one of those things of, as the employer, we sat down 18 months ago and said, this is the platform because we are addressing the other issue of, I have to send it on Skype, on link, on teams, on the other teams, on Jabber, on, you know, just go through all your chat messages. So it was one of those, we need one. It's, the exact same idea but we just put it a little harder if you want to communicate with me via text messages that's fine but when it comes to business we have a different way of doing it and it's one of those things I think people are going to have to learn to deal with with this work from home also from the IT standpoint and the support standpoint how many pieces of software do you want to support you know, the if there's one and only one, whether it be Zoom or go to meeting or blah, 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 take your pick, I'm not trying to endorse anyone because yep. I dislike them all. Uh, the But if me as a support person, having to work through 120 people, not knowing how to use the meeting software, having the one standard is the
3: key. All right. Can I Can I, I
1: just you. comment back? Yeah, because yeah, I think... Um, I would agree with you that's kind of utopia. Um, In practice I'd love to think we could get there I just I just don't think we we can. Um, 62% of organizations will use at least three platforms. If I look at the meetings I've had today I've used four and um, one of which is the company standard and one of which is the one that most people use in the company and that both different platforms. And when we come to talk to customers and external from our own organization, it's probably a third or fourth platform as well. So I do, I do get your point about support, and it would be great. Um, but people will always gravitate back to your point, to the one that they're most comfortable with and most familiar with. Um, I used to work for a company, we had this great acronym called Fumifu, when, and it sounds a little strange, but first use must inspire future use. And if you really just replay that, the first time you use a platform, you have a great experience. You're likely to use it again, whether it's a technology or platform or software or whatever it is. And what we want to encourage is great use, especially in this day and age, of virtual meetings. Um, Whether it be meeting, collaboration, event, learning and teaching and learning. It's actually inspiring people to do this and do it well. And we want people to be connected and communicating well. Um, But I hear your point about support, because when people are working from home suddenly and they're presented with a platform perhaps they've not used before, then it's tough to get them using it. And as an industry, I would like us to step up and and ensure people have that, that first great experience um because there's a lot of platforms out there and we need to support them all I,
3: i think you just hit on something real interesting jane and and uh bradford i'm making the assumption that you're doing a lot of work with people that are internal and for me at Grand, I'm I'm equally talking to people in different divisions of Legrand and people completely outside. And, and Jane, your point about people gravitate to the system that they're most comfortable with. I, I think this needs to be better explored, especially when we start looking at unifying mobile devices with fixed AV assets and we start to see this kind of remote work becoming larger. Why invest in forcing someone to work on a platform that they're not comfortable with? If you're if you're an Apple person and you like to use an Apple system, assuming that we don't have issues of corporate security associated with this, then we should be encouraging maximum efficiency. And in a lot of times, and that's one of the reasons that I, at my own house, I, I will oftentimes change platforms much to the chagrin of the people I work with because they're always like, Joe, how come none of your stuff works? I'm like, it's never the same stuff.
2: (laughs) And I I do understand your point. And one of the things that puts me in an odd position is Tim calls me the super user of super users. I'm the customer in this situation where the majority of us on this call are are suppliers and have to meet the customer's whims. And... I would do the no. We use WebEx Teams. Sorry, but that's what we use, cool. and push everyone to meet with that because it meets all of our other issues. But it's also this is our platform.
0: It also goes so, to what Jane. That also goes to what Jane was saying. This is her fourth yeah. platform today, right?
2: Yeah, uh, and, and I, I, I that, agree for that. her end. I think that is a dichotomy we have of end users versus suppliers. Uh, and internal versus external. Yeah, uh, and I think those are two different answers, and there's not going to be one answer. Because I 100% agree with Jane and with and with Joe of the there is a need to use every single platform.
1: And, and I'll just I'll just bring into something that we we actually launched at ISE this year, which is a different way of looking at the meeting space and actually virtual meeting space, which is looking at your meetings. Spaces as a join meeting, as a bring meeting or a select meeting. So do you join the platform? Is it locked down space? Is it locked to WebEx to your point? And, and that's what you would choose. User walks in. The only choice they have is WebEx. Great for you as a, as a as a support person. Or is it a bring meeting where I bring my own platform, the platform that's on my laptop, I bring it to the space. The AV is already set up and I just literally click in, and, and, I, and I'm completely then immersed into the in-room AV, or the utopia for everybody, perhaps not the support person, and multiple platforms in the space, and I select the platform for that meeting, a kind of interop space. So that join, bring, select, then allows you to think about the meeting space in three different ways, rather than thinking is it huddle space or a meeting space or a boardroom. So we, we try to think about it differently as well, because I think the multi-platform um, d- dilemma is, is a current one. And it doesn't matter if you're a millennial or a Gen X, I think it's, it's actually a dilemma of our industry and how we support people. And it's all about the people to have the best experience in that space that we can deliver.
2: And to not sound too draconian, we actually have a couple conference rooms that are exactly like that. They have a computer in it, they have the Wi-Fi, they have an HDMI cable you can plug into, and they have a pre-configured solution because there is that needed.
1: Yeah, good.
0: And As we wrap up here, I want to point out the fact that that Jane's title is Queen of Collaboration, so, you know, we... (laughs) yeah it just change no no it's uh-huh. it, it, actually jane was on a, on a panel with me at, at avec last year and, and that's exactly how she was she was introduced to the group so that was it was a, appropriate um actually from our website and our buddy mr bradford ben he wrote a piece today i believe it's the first time time since 1977 that he wrote a blog um
2: you're wrong <laughs> it was 1974 because you weren't born yet i
0: wasn't born yet I, that was the year i was born thank you um be the helper Mr. Rogers believes you are. And and this is uh, totally about the, the epidemic and the, the issues that all of us are in, right? Uh, and Bradford, I want to bring in a couple of things that, that Bradford said and also bring up the fact that we've had a couple of, of organizations open up their education if they were behind walls. But one of the things he says is this is what we can do. We can help people communicate and feel comfortable doing it, feel confident. It's not the time to look for a business opportunity. It's the time for a helper to spread hope. In that vein, uh, Avixa uh, is uh, opening up all of their training through June 12th, uh, regardless of the type of member you are. Uh, in addition to that, uh, our buddy Kelly Perkins put together a list of other organizations and groups. I know uh, I talked with actually with the folks with La Grande this week, uh, Joe, uh, about their um, opportunities. Uh, Harman uh, has a good uh, uh, backlog of education, extra on crash from pretty much any any manufacturer you can think of, and honestly, uh, Jane Maverick, uh, a number of distributors do as well. So yes. Bra- Bradford, I'm going to start with you since you're the one that wrote it Be- beyond just being helpful. Right. Um, how can we, from a, a, we're experts at this. And so we help people outside of the industry, but also how do we help each other within the industry, regardless of where we are in, in that chain?
2: Uh, so a lot of it is listening. Uh, That seems to be something that's somewhat of a lost art, although I'm very glad people are listening to our podcast. Uh, But that is usually the first thing is I have seen many people go, oh yeah, this is how I fixed that without knowing what the problem is. And that's why I always say, wait for them to finish, repeat the issue back to them so that they understand you understand it, help you help them help you help me type situation but that is the key we can do because you know for instance Joe's using a Chromebook and he he goes I'm having trouble getting my camera hooked up oh yeah what you want to do is blah 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 well if he's using a Chromebook and you're giving him direction for Windows all you've done is confuse and frustrate him and that is the biggest challenge we have is people are already stressed let's be helpful You know, it's, it's one of those things of we are smart people. This is what we do, but not everyone is. And everyone has a lot of things on their mind and getting them to take one thing off their mind by going, Oh, this isn't so hard. It's like, it's like FaceTime, but I hit this button instead of that button. It's a win. And it's, that's the stuff that's going to help. Yes. I'm not a hundred percent, immune from commercialism. I know commercialism is going to play into this. I saw a $356 package of Mucinex on Amazon today. Commercialism is going to play in. But it's also one of those things of if you're the friend who can help them solve a problem, that is your best marketing ever. Plus, you're being a nice person and helping someone. I know that there were times I needed help getting something to work. And I got frustrated when people would say, did you do this, did you do this, did you do this? Because they assumed I had Windows, but I run Mac. And that's why the listening is so important. This is a watershed moment for many reasons. I'm not gonna get philosophical on that. Uh, That'll be a different conversation. Uh, But the just being helpful, don't try to sell, don't say, oh, you can't use that, buy this thing in a box. Yeah, trying to do. If all they want is a phone headset that's Bluetooth that they can pair with their phone, or and pair with their computer at the same time. That's a completely different uh, answer than they want a a huddle space that they can run from home. And that's the thing I think we have to have to do the best of.
3: I think that you made a good point. You have to listen. I, I think we have to ask a few questions when we start talking to people about these problems. If you really want to be a good helper, right, if you really want to be able to, to, to get people where they need to be, ask them what they're trying to do. Because, And I'll give you a good example. Last night around nine o'clock or so, I had a colleague who needed to reach out to me and um, this individual working from home, not it, it, not particularly uh, good with with mobile electronics and, and some of these uh, operating systems. And I said, listen, why don't we do this easy? What are you trying to do? Well, I have to share a screen. Okay, you have Chrome. Let's do a Duo call, which allows you to do that. And it was very, very simple because it's answer this in Google Mail. Boom, there it is. It's up on the screen. It wasn't that I couldn't tell him what to do with his Microsoft operating system. It was just that wasn't necessarily where that person's head was at. They just needed to get an answer. Show me some things. This was the easiest way. So in addition to listening, I think we have to ask that question. What are you trying to do? What do you have? What are you comfortable with? Um, And then find a way to accommodate the client. And that's from a manufacturer's point of view, I think this is even more important. I have to be responsive to the folks in uh, in a vein in which they're comfortable, not in one in which I'm comfortable. So it it's good for me to push myself to be uncomfortable by trying some of these systems. So I can at least have partial familiarity of what it's like to navigate through an Apple OS or um, an Ubuntu Linux OS, you know, very, very different experiences. And, and we should try those different things. If we're professionals, we should have some ideas. And sometimes, you know, to a fellow with a hammer, every problem looks like a nail,
0: right? Well, and some <laughs> of that also, Joe, is, is, is knowing who, knowing which among our colleagues know what, Right. You oh, yeah. Mentioned, you mentioned uh, Linux. You know, uh, Bradford and I have a buddy, uh, Michael, who was a huge Linux user. He, he does VoIP systems and this, a huge, has been for years. Uh, I have tried it, but if somebody calls me and says, you know, I'm, I've got this thing from work, it's a Linux, I'm not... My very next statement is going to be, here's Michael's phone number, <laughs> right? That, that, so understand, I, I have said this for years, I am not the smartest person in the room. I surround myself with them. And I know that's one thing that I, I know I have uh, that I do really well is, is I understand who among my, my group can do what, right? Uh, and, and just connecting folks, I think, is, is one of those things. Um, Jane, you'll have the last word on this one. How you know, can we connect each other? Um, yes, we all have to make money. Yes, we all have to make a profit. We, we also can can help one another out.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's, it's a great point. Uh, look, I love the fact we would listen first. Um, and actually, I might go one step further and and let's see first um, and, hmm. and talk to people visually. The, the the biggest frustration I have when I speak to people on video conferencing is they don't switch their cameras on automatically. And <laughs> thanks, Bradford. Um, you know, I. I we 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 do this game, and especially with people from large vendors, um, we we do things like sorry can't hear you, and they go is my microphone not working. Yeah, your microphone's working fine. Put your video on, put your video on, put your video on, and and we we have we have this game now, because how many times have people said to me? That was a much better experience. I got much more out of that just by seeing you and communicating better. So listening and seeing 55% of the message that we deliver is through body language and eye contact. So let's not just have an audio call. Let's speak to people on video. Working from home has is changing, has changed. One of my colleagues said today they believe that um, remote working has advanced 10 years already because we're having to do it. We've got no choice. Please, everybody look at people when you're talking to them as we normally would. We would not normally, thank you, Bradford. That's lovely. Um, (laughs) We would not normally talk to people with our eyes closed. So let's have a video call rather than just an audio call. So listening, seeing, hearing as well, not just listening, actually actively hearing and, and creating a solution together because as you quite rightly say, Tim, you know, the collective intelligence is much stronger, and more powerful than just one person on their own. So, yeah, let, let's look at each other while we're creating that
0: intelligence. That is actually a really good place to end, end it. I got nothing else more than that. So,
2: Well, I was going to say, since this is radio at times, I gave a thumbs up on the camera yep. and then I looked. <laughs> very civilly into the camera to (laughs) just to have some fun with jane
3: not to be the one negative on all of this but and i definitely agree with you jane uh you know visual communication is absolutely critical to get your message across we also have one other factor that we do have to consider and that's bandwidth and the more people that have video on the more bandwidth we're consuming so we also need to be aware of if there's a meeting and for whatever reason is taking place over a VPN, for example, um, for security reasons. That's going to be an issue if we have a lot of people and all of their cameras are on. Um, you know, that was, I believe, part of the issue of the Microsoft Teams failure was yeah. um, too much traffic for a server. In a lot of instances, you know, I would love to see you. If... If, if that's an important part of the communication, um, but there are times when we also want to sit back and go, let's be a little bit more prudent about the bandwidth we're using, particularly when you're working from home and your bandwidth is a cable hub that's being shared with 15 other homes and they tell you you've got gigabit service to your house, but that's only at three o'clock in the morning when everybody else is asleep.
1: Totally right. I think we can only talk best practice and we can only yeah. talk when, when solutions allow. We've just had a situation in the UK where Netflix has reduced their, their bandwidth. Um, probably the same with you. But so so I think we'll all, we're, we're coming across these speed bumps and it's just about getting over them and working through together how we can create the best environment and experience. So if it's turning off your video, but but still still being engaged i think that's the thing because if we're not engaged if we're not part of the communication the collaboration then you know it's not a great experience for everybody so even if you're not a video still be 100 percent engaged
0: completely agree well put yeah. well prime also jane, jane prime also uh, amazon prime is looking to do that as well we're reducing their oh, bandwidth right. uh and matt scott uh, the host of our residential show uh will be covering that very thing and also home networking and the kind of the 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 uh shortfalls that this whole in incident is showing up in home networks because suddenly you have here in the states at least uh and i believe the, the UK, uh, uk is also uh, homebounding their students as well yes you're, uh, sometime in the next couple of days you've gonna have going to you are going to have both parents who you know sometime a lot of times they both work they're both going to be working from home now their kids are going to be at home doing homeschooling as well as watching videos so suddenly those networks which was you know God love the $20 router from, from Best Buy five years ago, 10 years ago. It's not going to help, right? It's not going to stand up to it. And so Matt and, and his gang are, are going to cover that on Monday. So, yeah. Uh, all right, y'all. Thank you so much. Uh, Mr. Bradford Ben, thank you, sir.
2: Uh, your pleasure is always to have me.
0: Absolutely. Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> people can find me They're heckling you on the Twitters at Bradford Ben with two Ns. Uh, they should hopefully find more blog posts up on avnation.tv. TV. Uh, you can also find me at BradfordBen.com, but don't go there because it's almost as out of date as the Bears' Super Bowl rings.
0: <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah, is... I was,
2: i could have made a blues joke, but Mitch told me not to.
0: Well, we have a—we've—we've <laughs> we, got a cup since the Devils have, so you know.
2: Yeah, and also on a on a more serious note, you know, everyone be safe. Tim and I and the board yesterday decided we're closing the AV Nation office and we're all telecommuting. This stuff is serious. And I am one of those people that's please err on the side of caution. You know, a lot of our suppliers and a lot of vendors are updating what they're doing. But remember, family and health comes first. I can always go buy another $20 router. But as far as I know, I can't go buy another Tim.
3: The, you know, Bradford, the best, the best advice I heard was act as though you yourself are contagious and you are going to give this disease to everyone w- w- with whom you come in contact. Yeah. And behave that way and we can beat this thing.
0: Yeah, yep. absolutely. Uh, all right, Mr. Cornwall, uh, how do people find you and or Legrande?
3: well my name is joseph cornwall i am the technology evangelist for lagrand av and i've been in that position for quite a while uh, you can always reach me at joseph.cornwall legrand.com. and i would be remiss if i didn't tell you that on next friday the 27th uh, we will be hosting a full day of cts approved connectivity training it is the lagrand av transport symposium a day of connectivity focused cts training and i will be doing high-speed caffeine-induced webinars from 10 o'clock in the morning until I
0: drop. Oh, wow. All right. I'm, I'm, I, will, I will join. I'll have to step away to do A-B-Week again, but I'll, I'll, I'll come back to that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Queen of Collaboration, uh, my buddy Jane Hammersley from Maverick. Thank you, ma'am. Very, very nice to, to see you again.
1: Thank you very much, Tim. I uh, thoroughly enjoyed that. And I can be found at jane.hammersley at tdmaverick.eu. Or on Twitter, uh, the meeting expert, uh, or on LinkedIn. Please, anybody want to uh, contact me on LinkedIn? I'd love to have a connection all over the world. So, uh, thank you very much for your time, everybody, my fellow panelists, and, uh, and you, Tim. Thank you.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, for me, for Tim Albright, don't follow me uh, on the Twitters. Uh, at this point in the season, I should be, you know, um, roasting Bradford about the, the devils, but yeah, we're not doing anything right now. Um, actually, it, you go ahead and follow me on, uh, for the next few weeks because what we're doing is, is a, a lot of us, we are helping each other and, and other people outside of our industry, right? Um, our buddy Luke Jordan, who was on last week's uh, program, just posted a video on Facebook uh, from EA Acoustics, basically showing his clients down there in Fort Worth, what a good video conferencing uh, sounds like and, and looks like so yeah. Um, our buddy Chris Netto is doing a daily kind of uh, get together uh, on on Twitter uh, through through Periscope. Um, the guys at IMCCA they're doing a weekly uh, get together. Um, Justin uh, from over in in in, uh, in Ireland, uh, Justin Dawson, he's getting together a bunch of tech managers. So yeah, check out all the all the different podcasts that other people are doing and the virtual get-togethers because that's kind of how. Those of us who travel a lot, like Mr. Cornwall, Joe, Joe Cook travels more than me. Um, but you know, this is kind of how we're, we're all going to get through this, is by seeing each other, like White like Jane said, and connecting. So yeah, check, check that out. Uh, also go by the website, avnation.tv. That's TV. You will find this program, a number of specials that we've done, on this, uh, I mentioned Matt's show, uh, Resi Week. It posts every Wednesday, covers the residential side of the AV industry. Uh, a brand new AV social recorded today, uh, so we'll take a look at that. Uh, and a new uh, State of Control posted today, so uh, check that out. Also, check out our uh, supporter section. These are the folks who help us financially, help us bring you AV Week and Resi Week and all the others. And a number of LeGrand uh, companies are some of those. So we thank them for their support. So all that and more at avianation.tv that's avianation.tv thanks so much so much for listening thank you so much for watching that is all the time we have for AB week
1: much fun! And my gin and tonic has just arrived
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, i love oh. it your well done about?
1: well done it's quarter to seven for me on a friday come on well, this is yes a-